Welcome, and thank you for joining us for our podcast. Today, we will talk about two acts created to help bring relief from the damages caused by the coronavirus. The two acts we will be focusing on are the Family First Coronavirus Response Act, also known as the FFCRA, and the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act, or the CARES, specifically the Paycheck Protection Program. We will speak with two experts today, Haley and Jordan, on these topics. Let's go ahead and jump on in with our first question for Jordan on the CARES Act. Jordan, could you briefly explain what the Paycheck Protection Program is and how it helps employers and individuals? Sure. The Paycheck Protection Program is a loan granted by the Small Business Administration to aid in employee retention and financial impacts to small businesses during the COVID-19 pandemic. Employers were eligible to receive two and a half times their average 2019 monthly payroll expenditures and loan proceeds. The PPP loans helped businesses retain employees and avoid layoffs and furloughs from loss of revenues during COVID-19. The proceeds are also eligible for forgiveness in full by the SBA so long as the proceeds were used for qualified expenses during the given covered period. And going off of that, what must the loan proceeds be used for in order to qualify for forgiveness by the SBA? So Section 1102 of the CARES Act defines the allowed expenses to be covered with the Paycheck Protection Funds as payroll expenses, which would include salaries and wages limited to individuals making less than $100,000 annually, any sick and family leave paid to employees, any retirement benefits paid by the employer, or group health benefit costs. It also includes mortgage payments, rent and lease payments and utility expenses. Any leave wages that would be eligible for credits under FFCRA, which Haley will be speaking on shortly, are not included in payroll costs eligible for forgiveness unless the employer chooses to have those forgiven, in which case they're ineligible for the credits. The CARES Act does set limitations on what percentages of funds must be used for payroll expenses as compared to other expenses. The guidelines have changed several times relating to percentages of payroll costs required and required documentation to be submitted along with forgiveness applications. So it's important that employers research those items and stay in contact with their lender to make sure they're complying with all SBA requirements for forgiveness eligibility. And our last question for you, Jordan, if the loan is forgiven, is that considered taxable income? And are the expenses paid with loan proceeds tax deductible? So under section 1105 of the CARES Act, it directly, ex it directly addresses taxability and it explicitly states that canceled indebtedness will be excluded from gross income. That does create a tax issue for employers in which the tax exempt income is subject to section 265 of the Internal Revenue Code in order to avoid there being a double tax benefit to the employer. So this would mean that no deductions are allowed against the tax exempt income. So the payroll expenses that the employer paid with the forgiven loan funds are not deductible under section 265 of the code. Employers should be expecting and planning for a higher tax liability after they receive forgiveness of any paycheck protection loan funds as they cannot deduct payroll expenses or other expenses paid with those funds. Thank you, Jordan, for that insight on the CARES Act. Next, we will move on to the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, also known as the FFCRA. 
which requires employers to provide paid leave through two separate provisions. The first being the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act, or the EPSLA, and the second, the Emergency Family and Medical Leave Expansion Act, or the expanded FMLA. The FFCRA provides that employers subject to the EPSLA and the expanded FMLA paid leave requirements are provided with refundable tax credits that reimburse eligible employers dollar for dollar to cover the cost of the leave required to be paid for these periods of time during which employees are unable to work. The FFCRA is effective from April 1st, 2020 through December 31st, 2020. We will now move into our first question for Haley on this act. Haley, can you explain the two credits and who is considered an eligible employer? Yeah, so the EPSLA requires eligible employers to provide employees with paid sick leave for up to two weeks at the employee's regular rate of pay, limited to $511 per day and $5,110 in the aggregate if the employee is unable to work because the employee is under a federal, state, or local quarantine order, the employee has been advised by a health care provider to self-quarantine due to concerns related to COVID-19, or if the employer is experiencing symptoms of COVID-19 and seeking a medical diagnosis. If the employee is caring for an individual who is subject to a federal, state, or local quarantine order, or has been advised by a health care provider to self-quarantine due to COVID-19, or the employee is caring for their child because the school or place of care of that child has been closed, or the child care provider is unavailable due to COVID-19, an eligible employer is to provide those employees with paid sick leave for up to two weeks at two-thirds the employee's regular rate of pay limited to $200 per day and $2,000 in the aggregate. In addition to the paid sick leave under the expanded FMLA, an employee who is unable to work because of a need to care for a child is entitled to paid family and medical leave equal to two-thirds of the employee's regular pay up to $200 per day and $10,000 in the aggregate. Up to 10 weeks of qualifying leave can be counted towards the family leave credit. So the employers that are entitled to be Claim the refundable tax credits for businesses and tax-exempt organizations that have more than 50, but fewer than 500 employees and are required under the FFCRA to pay qualified leave wages. Thank you, Haley. And going off of that, are there any exemptions for small businesses to provide qualified sick family leave wages? So the FFCRA permits the Department of Labor to provide rules that a business with fewer than 50 employees may be used to claim an exemption for providing paid sick leave and expanded family and medical leave if providing these qualified leave wages would jeopardize their viability of their business as a going concern. And any business that claims the exemption is not entitled to tax credits for any qualified leave wages that they are exempt from providing. Also, the FFCRA permits employers whose employees are healthcare providers or emergency responders not to provide qualified sick leave or qualified family leave wages for those employees. And what amount of the tax credit is refundable? So the eligible employer is entitled to a fully refundable tax credit equal to the required paid sick leave and family and medical leave. This tax credit also includes the eligible employer's share of Medicare tax imposed on those wages and its allocable cost of maintaining health insurance coverage for the employee during the sick leave period. 
the eligible employer is not subject to the employer portion of social security tax imposed on those wages. And what deems the COVID-19 credit as a fully refundable credit? So these credits are fully refundable because the eligible employer may get a refund if the amount of the credit is more than certain federal employment taxes the eligible employer owes. That is, if for any calendar quarter, the amount of the credits the eligible employer is entitled to exceeds the employer portion of social security tax on all wages paid to the all employees, then the excess is treated as an overpayment and refunded to the eligible employer under section 60402A or 6413A of the Internal Revenue Code. And lastly, Haley, is an employer able to receive both the qualified leave wages and employee retention credit under the FFCRA and CARES Act? Yes, if an eligible employer also meets the requirements for the employee retention credit, it may receive both credits, but not for the same wage payments. It is also important to remember that employers can receive FFCRA credits and a loan under the PPP. That's right, Haley, but you have to remember that if an employer receives tax credits for wages and health plan expenses paid during an FFCRA leave, those amounts will not be eligible for loan forgiveness. In other words, an employer can use their PPP loan to pay for wages during an FFCRA leave and either receive loan forgiveness on those amounts or a tax credit for the wages, but not both. Thank you, Haley, for that great information on the FFCRA. And thank you, Jordan, for clarifying that it is either loan forgiveness or a tax credit, but not both. It looks like that's all of the time we have for today. Thank you again for, to our two experts for providing us with that insight into both the FFCRA and the CARES Act. We hope that helped clarify some questions you might have had on the new acts and how they are in place to help with COVID relief.